Down the sideline, touchdown, and he looks the other way, and it's intercepted. Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, here with uh, my co-host, Jay Binkley. Hey, Space. Dusty Likens behind the, the uh, glass, and the Chiefs lose a 31-224 uh, game to the Houston Tech- Texans, their second loss uh, in a row. Uh, I'm going to start by saying... There are just so many problems right now, uh, and, and nearly all of them reared their ugly head against the Texans on Sunday. The Chiefs are badly injured. They're without their best player in Chris Jones on the defensive side of the football. Sammy Watkins is not healthy. Uh, the left side of their line, some other injuries. Uh, the run defense remains atrocious. The Chiefs are undisciplined when it comes to penalties. The tackling is horrendous. Deshaun Watson felt no pressure. Uh, the Chiefs were fortunate. And I'm going to stress you're fortunate to have Tyree kill because had they not, this is probably a blowout. Uh, 31-24 to win for the Houston Texans. No question about it, Pete. And they, they played absolutely soft today. And the recipe is out there against the Chiefs. And you're 100% right. The Texans and Will Fuller dropped three to four touchdown passes. I'll take one away because they ended up scoring a touchdown on one of his drops. They had an opportunity. Missed an extra point. Missed a field goal. This could have been even a worse game than that. But time of possession, 39-15 to 20-12 of the Chiefs. Yet there's the Chiefs right there in the game. That's the Patrick Mahomes effect. They can't run the football, and they can't stop the run. This team cannot stop the run, and not only that, they're playing undisciplined football. We started to see cracks throughout the year, and even, you know, and I don't even think it's that big of a deal, but the whole Kelsey push on the enemy a week ago, that's undisciplined football. Today, 11 penalties for 79 yards. Last week, 11 penalties for 125 yards. The Chiefs are fourth in the NFL in penalty yardage given up. They were number one last year in penalties and penalty yardage. That is killing the drives. Mahomes is not 100%, but this defense, running defense, time of possession does matter. I've been hammering this out, Pete. Time of possession does matter. 39-15 to 20-12 of the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw some weird play calling from Andy Reid. I tweet out in the beginning, it's a clinic by Andy Reid. Romeo Cordell made adjustments. Chiefs were killing that man with Tyree Kill that you mentioned that became really, if he's not in this game, we're looking at a completely different game with this athletic ability of only 53 yards. Andy Reid ran when he should have passed, passed when he should have ran at the end of the first half. Bizarre, bizarre ending to the first half with the interception that should have been knocked down by Thornhill instead of intercepting it. That's, again, smart Football, play smart football was fourth down. Knock it down. Take the ball where the Texans had it instead of taking the touchback. Again, it's smart football that they're not doing. 192 yards rushing um, for the Texans today. Absolutely atrocious defense for the Chiefs. They've got to solve. And this is Carlos Hyde doing this. Right. You know, It's any running back that comes in. This is Carryon Johnson that came into the Lions game with the third worst per carry average in the NFL, 2.6, getting yards. This is Carlos Hyde destroying you. I mean, this is... These are not the A-list running backs hurting the Kansas City Chiefs. This is whoever you got is going through this defensive line like Sharman. You could take a random person off the street now. If they play D3 football, you put them on a team with some blocking against the Chiefs defense, they're probably going for a buck 25. We all called it. How many times did we say this week, Carlos Hyde's going for a buck 25 and a touchdown? 
Wasn't quite that. We were nine yards short, but 116, 116 yards uh, and a touchdown for Carlos Hyde in the Texans' 31-24 to victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show is presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. If you want to get involved, here's how. 913-576-7610. You can also text us on the Protein House. Eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in a little bit. But let's start with the phone line and go to Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Hey, man. Um, this is this is, this is is bad. Um we gave up 196 yards on the ground again to uh, to Carlos Hyde. At this point, Wyandotte High School. No, he didn't have all of them, though, Reg. Yeah. Huh? No, they, they collectively got that between Duke Johnson and Deshaun. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. I, I saw a stat breakdown, but I'm saying we gave up 196 yards. How Whoever got it um, doesn't matter. But that's back-to-back weeks, uh, three weeks in a row with 150-plus yards. On the ground, and this 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 Chiefs team is like having a Bugatti with no engine. Like the offense, the offense is the Bugatti, but the defense is is the engineless car. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a really nice car, but you have no engine in it, and it doesn't even matter at this point how good your offense is because your defense is this porous and this atrocious. And I'm officially concerned um, about moving forward, even going into a playoff run because. I mean, the blueprint is out. Not necessarily how you stop the Chiefs. You just run the ball on them, and that essentially just keeps Patrick Mahomes off the field, and the, the offense is irrelevant at that point. So um, I don't know how you fix it. Maybe Therese has some something with the 22 breakdown, but this defense is going to officially derail our playoff chances. All right. It, it, the one thing about it, too, is, Pete, you know, Frank Clark did force that fumble, but he was irrelevant today. He got a lot of one-on-one coverage. He went. He, uh, he was switched to the other side. Yeah, he was going right to the left. And, and, and it made no difference. Because they were trying to get him on the right tackle instead of the left tackle. What can Frank Clark do? We saw Deshaun Watson gets in the end zone. Again, that's an attitude thing. This defense is missing that attitude. The Honey Badger talked about it last week after the game. And I'd like to hear I can't wait to hear him after this game because he talked about the discipline and the attitude that you need to play defense. And I'll, I'll give the Texans credit because they switched things up. Again, the Chiefs lose by a touchdown. Could have been worse because Texans dropped the ball. This was just a bad football game all the way around. Texans, it was bad. For the Chiefs, it was bad. It was a bad, sloppy game by both teams. Houston did leave some points off the board. There's no question about it. But I thought the play calling um, by the Chiefs, it was a good first quarter where they scored 17 points, finally off to Schneid at the beginning of the game where they had been buried. But the Texans hung around, came back, and were able to keep the run. You knew the second half was going to be full of the run for the Houston Texans and play-action pass off of that. Again, the last two weeks, I don't think the play calling's been great except that first quarter. I was delighted. Andy Reid was mixing up the run with the pass, and it was a beautiful thing. And then they totally abandoned it. They, they Instead of running uh, at the end there, they tried to go for the pass at the end of the first half. And the previous drive the Chiefs had, they just passed the ball yeah. every single down, didn't run the football. You have got to take some pressure. They say Pat Mahomes go win this game. Every single game, they say, number 15, go win this game. But other teams are learning. We saw this at the end of last year. We didn't even year, get Pete. the opportunity to that. We should have learned it last year. When the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Chargers that beat us, we're 0-2 at Arrowhead now. You know, the, these teams that played the Chiefs closely, and what you've seen this year from the Lions and in and, and, and last week against the Colts, time of possession running the football do matter against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I've heard a lot of debating whether the run defense hurts you or not. It's unequivocally, I don't care what the stat guys say, it hurts you. When you keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline, you are hurting the team by running the football 
controlling the clock. So I don't, I don't want to hear any other explanations. That is a huge one for the Kansas City Chiefs. I completely agree. The run defense is a problem. You can't tell me that an opposing team coming in and running five yards, five yards, six yards, seven yards, nine yards is not a problem, especially when you're playing from behind. It might be a case of a Chiefs, the old Chiefs, the healthy Chiefs that were way ahead where, okay, the run defense doesn't matter because the team has to pass. Nobody has to pass right now. Well, they, they could they, just they, run they the game down. There at the end of Carlos Hyde. They can run the game down. They could run the game down, and because they're ahead, you see the time is just running out in the Chiefs. And you mentioned Tyron Matthew and how the Chiefs need to be more disciplined. The Chiefs are the worst type of thing right now. You can't correct us in the trade deadline. The Chiefs Chiefs are the worst type of thing right now, and they are a team that talks the talk, but they are not walking the walk. They talk like they're good. They talk like they're a team that's going to get it together and fix things, and they are a bad football team there's no way around that right now that could change it's not like it's oh and two at the friendly confines of arrowhead stadium let that sink in bad football team let that sink in bad football teams when your quarterback is hurt don't run the football they make a mistake bad football teams take as many penalties as the chiefs did today. bad football teams don't tackle like the chiefs did today that's what that's what the chiefs are right now let's go back out to the phone line steve what's going on Man, we just flat out got our butt kicked. I mean, in the immortal words of Rob Schneider, the water boy, we suck again. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Let's go out to Josh. Josh, what do you what do you have going on? Hey guys, uh, man, I'm feeling a little disgusted and disappointed with that with our defense. You know, I feel like we were all sold a bill of goods with Steve Spagnuolo coming over. Uh, hey, we could we can't stop the run. Like you, you can't stop the damn nosebleed with you know. Two napkins. I, I get the trade deadline coming up. You guys think there's anybody out there that might help solidify the defensive line? Um, other than that, that's all I got. I think what is amazing oh, right bad. now I to Pete, my is good for the Ravens. I think what's amazing right now is we felt that this was such a complete football team that one player and it would be a cornerback would be able to come in at the deadline. I did this too. I'm guilty. I'll take that. And would fix all the problems. We Once you get this cornerback, it's going to be great. You're seeing the linebackers are bad right now. Uh, the secondary actually played okay today. Uh, you need a defensive tackle because Chris Jones today was clearly missed. There were just so many needs. And you look at even the other side of the football, Sammy Watkins being out makes a difference. Guys like Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, who is developing and may one day get to that level, who knows? They're just not Sammy Watkins. They don't make the separation that Sammy Watkins can do, uh, and so you're missing that. There are just so many needs, I think, for this Chiefs football team. No question about it. It's going to have to be attitude. You can't go out there and make all these deals. Now, the Patriots are sitting back here and say, well, we just need a wide receiver. A.J. Green, come on over. And by the way, text line, I forgot about the Ravens game, one and two, but today was their second loss at Arrowhead Stadium. That shouldn't be this part of the season. We already have two losses at home. I wasn't counting the Ravens win. Right. But it's a mute point. Right now, they're playing like crap. Let's keep the phone lines moving here. Tanner, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, Tanner. Um, uh, this might be a hot take or, you know, a knee-jerk reaction, but I think I'm over the Andy Reid thing. Um, now, hear me out when I say this. He's allowed this defense to be like this year after year. He could have hired Rex Ryan. He didn't hire Rex Ryan. He hired Spags because he's a familiar face. I mean, this is just crazy. He's the head of the personnel department. He makes the, all the football decisions. I mean, there's a reason why this guy hasn't won a Super Bowl. 
I mean, it is just – and then the, the terrible critical situation play calls. I know he's a great coach. He brought a winning organization to the Chiefs. Um, he turned this franchise around. But I don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl with him. I really don't. You know, it's fair. And there was a point where the Philadelphia Eagles fan base at the end finally got tired of Andy Reid. And I wouldn't be surprised if if that starts happening with some fans. I want to remind people both sides of this. It's hard to make the playoffs in the National Football League. Andy Reid has found a way to do it. I know he hasn't necessarily won in the postseason, but you need to remember the old days for a second. It's not easy to consistently make the playoffs in the National Football League. Now, that being said, I look at Andy Reid, and I see somebody who got rid of the GM he didn't necessarily agree with, and he hired a guy that used to be his intern as his GM. So he has his GM now. The defense wasn't good. Okay, Bob Sutton lost the room. You finally bring in your hand-picked defensive coordinator. You go and get your quarterback. I know, uh, I know that Alex Smith, uh, Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb were okay, but this is a different animal. You're finally going to be able to win. The excuses for Andy Reid to not win a Super Bowl are non-existent now, and so you have to see how he does this year. I, I, I 100% agree with you, and the one thing about it is, remember in Philadelphia, Jim Johnson was a, was a mastermind on right. the defense. That defense was Defensive head coach, basically. He actually took Juan Castillo who was an offensive coach, and moved him to defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. I'm not kidding. It was their offensive line coach in Philly. He turns him around, makes him the defensive coordinator. You know where he is now? He's back to running the uh, running game for the Buffalo Bills. So he's done this in the past. It's almost like he doesn't care about that side of the, the football. But listen, who, who do you want instead of Andy Reid? Andy Reid has done nothing but win. He gets to the postseason, and he's a mastermind with Patrick Mahomes. Do I wish he cared more about the defense? A hundred percent. It's been the Achilles heel. He was way too loyal to Bob Sutton. Uh, he brings in Spags, hoping for, but again, Spags not the magic man. Pete and I were in St. Joe a lot. To, well, Pete was there every day. Right. And the defense did look better. It did look better. You know, I was on record saying this defense does look better because I like the addition of the honey badger. And I liked Frank Clark before he got here. Now, the elbow is bothering him. I don't know what's going on with Frank Clark, and I can't figure it out. But I was a Frank Clark guy. Uh, but, he, but I clearly can't be now because he's not drawing those double teams. But... As far as Andy Reid, no. It doesn't make a ton of sense. But here's the one thing about it, Pete. I think he does need to, at some point, look at what's going on with the defense. Because if you know offense like he does and how to attack a defense, I bring this up all the time. Tom Bali back in 2013 was in training camp one day, and Andy Reid walked over to him and gave him pointers about being in pass coverage and rushing the passer. Tom Bali said Andy Reid gave him pointers. I know he knows that side of the ball. Romeo Cordell once stepped away from being defensive coordinator Said to go hold the offense's hand, which was dumb because he's the best defensive coordinator the Chiefs had at the time. Right. I'm not saying Andy Reid needs to do that, but he does need to pay a little bit more attention to the defense because being a head coach, being a mastermind of the game of football, the guy knows more football than that. He's forgotten more football than we know collectively. Of course, of course. And he can do it, but he needs to pay more attention to that side of the ball and help them out because I believe he can do it as a, as a football coach. Get that side of the ball. You're not going anywhere. I don't care if you have the MVP. You're not going anywhere if you don't fix this defense, Andy. Yeah, the worst thing I think today even is the Texans were saying, here, guys, win. Win this football game. The kicker can't make a field goal. The Texans themselves, they take 10 penalties for 70 yards. Will Fuller probably drops two scores, maybe three. DeAndre Hopkins dropped a touchdown. The Texans were saying, here you go, Chiefs. We know you're injured. Here's the win. And the Chiefs couldn't get it done. The Chiefs couldn't get it done. Uh, if you want to get involved, please do. 69306. It's the Protein House Heat with a Purpose. Text line 913-576-7610. Brandon, what's on your mind? I just want to 
say, you know, I, you know, I see Patrick Mahomes out here doing all he can, so, you know, I give him a lot of kudos for dragging this offensive room for these offensive linemen who can't block. But, you know, like I said, that's my first point. And then my second point is, you know, I think we're paying too much attention to this Frank Clark deal when he's got that front seven or front eight. He could stop a pile of bricks if they were running through the hole. So I think that's more of the issue we should be focused on because even if Frank Clark had eight sacks right now, that still don't – he still couldn't stop the run game. You know, even Chris Jones in there, I mean, any running back who's breathing can come through and run 150 yards. And then I would like to agree with some of the other callers on the Andy Reid front, but it's not for his choice of defensive coordinator and who he picked. It's just the penalties. Like, he's, I right. think he's too much of a player coach. Like, in practice, I mean, he should be getting into him for these penalties. Like, we shot ourselves in the foot repeatedly. And every week we come out here and we see penalties and more penalties, more penalties. And a lot of it is just self-inflicting wounds because he's not getting on them and getting them a lot and say, hey, if we don't show ourselves in the first, we're trying to win these close games. We was in a game with the Warriors, we was in this game, but the penalties. Yeah, 11 penalties uh, for 79 yards. And a quick point about Patrick Mahomes, that ankle's an issue. He comes out and he's playing like his old self. I said it before the game, I'm just going to reiterate. He comes out playing like his old self. As soon as he gets taken down once, he's a different quarterback. You could see right after he was taken down initially, I think it was the middle of the second quarter today, he was not the same. He looked like he was a little bit off. He was a little bit more inaccurate. He had the interception that, again, bad bad game for the refs, too. I'm not going to sit here and blame refs, but atrocious game that, that was should have been called back but wasn't anyway. Throws an interception, which is uncharacteristic of Patrick Mahomes. They have to protect him, and it has to be perfect. I understand it's asking a lot. Trust me, it's the Texans' front seven. But that just is what it is right now. They have to protect him completely. No, I'm with you. In mixing in a run just a little bit for the Chiefs last week, Andy's got to know. I mean, Andy knows deep down. Mahomes is not 100%. Again, they're asking him to do everything. They're just asking Pat Mahomes to do everything, even with the bad angle. But he was off. And if you watch the halftime show, Nate Burleson stuff, they were breaking it down. See, does Mahomes look different because he's throwing off his back foot a lot? You know, he's not able to put anything in it with right. that, that left it ankle. It looks like it. It does look like it. That's why you got to take the pressure off, off him a little bit. Add in the running game. As Sean Salisbury uh, said with this you. week with the uh, show and Bernie, comes on every week and made a great assessment of it as a former quarterback in the NFL. It doesn't matter the yards that you're getting, but the attempts you're doing. You don't take away the play action from somebody that's very good at the play action. Again, I loved what they were doing in the first quarter. Putting a guy in motion, running the, the, the running back to the other side, splitting the linebackers to both directions. Love the play calling, and then it just started to collapse on. And Romeo Cornell, hat tip to him. Chiefs, he did a nice job. Chiefs losing thirty-one to twenty-four. Sully, what's on your mind? What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, <clears throat> been a while. Yep. I I hear everybody talking about Mahomes. I hear everybody talking about Andy Reid, and everybody deserves a little bit of criticism. But this is one hundred percent on Brett Beach. They're horrible, horrible. Roster roster composition here, guys. His idea to protect the MVP was to try Cam Irving out there multiple weeks in a row as a left tackle, and that's why the ankles busted up. Yep. His defense, when you trade that much cost-controlled draft capital so you can hand Frank Clark $105 million, you were way more – you needed six, seven pieces, not $105 million player. That's your problem on defense. It's, it's a terrible and I mean, he's drafted no offensive linemen who have panned out. And we needed way more than a, than a young safety, uh, Matthew, and a $105 million defensive end. We've had zero corners. We have zero linebackers. And the defensive line outside of Jones is bad. This is on Veach. 
Yeah, there, there's a good point in that. This roster, I'll always compliment Brett Veach for his depth decisions. I think he finds this depth of contributors where other people might have passed on him or they're just readily available. But these bigger picture signings, Sammy Watkins was not playing today. Frank Clark has been invisible so far this season. Some of these bigger picture things, you can say, oh, yeah, but Mahomes, he didn't make the Mahomes pick. We're not going to open up that can of worms, but that doesn't get credited to Brett Veach. So what has he really done? It was all Andy Reid. We know that. that right. was the the uh, Mahomes is 100% Andy Reid. But you're right about Watkins. He comes in here making the big money. Irrelevant for the Chiefs because he's always hurt. You look at the top five highest paid players this season, just on base salary. Sammy Watkins, number one. Yep. Can't even get on the field. Travis Kelsey, okay, I can buy that one. Okay. LDT, Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher's not even playing for you. You can't blame that. He's got but a Kelsey core injury. Kelsey was a pick before he got here. And then Frank Clark, Mitch Schwartz, the Honey Badger, Hitchens, and Sorensen. That, that's not a great way to spend money. And I'm with you. But he, you know what? He's not had that first rounder. You know, he's had the. But that was by his own doing. It's by his own doings. I get that. His first rounder I understand is that. Frank Clark. I understand that. Which, you know, at that point, I mean, you got to call it what it is. And that's the unfortunate reality. I mean, there's been a lot of bad picks, too. The Breland speaks. I mean, I know he's hurt this year, but come on. What was he going to do to this team? Nothing. The Chiefs lose 31-24, to the second loss in a row. They are now 4-2. and two. When we come back, Tyreek Hithu spoke to the media. We have their audio. We'll play it for you, and that's next. The Arrowhead Ride Postgame Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Chiefs losing at Arrowhead Stadium today, 31-24. to They dropped to 4-2. and We talked about Tyree Kill a little bit before. Coming back and having the two touchdowns for the Chiefs, a really good game. If it wasn't for Hill back in the lineup, I don't know what this game would have looked like. Hill spoke to the media right after the loss. A pair of touchdowns, though. Can you take us through both of those? Uh, just this pack just trusting me on the first one. The second one was just, you know what I'm saying, this pack creating opportunities and me just finding the open seams in the zone. So, How much does that show his unselfish leadership? Because he could have easily ran that in, but instead he wanted to make you look good. This pack, I wanted to be quarterback, so I think him for the easy touchdown. That first one just kind of grabbing in front of two guys. That was pretty, pretty making good. Him, just making a play for my quarterback. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make him look the best. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's my dog. That's my boy. So if he throw it up, I tell each and every one of the receivers, that's our ball. It don't matter if it's five people around the floor or one. We're going to get the ball. We're going to take the ball. Where do you guys go from here now after this? Um, we just use this as like one of those adversity moments. You know, we just build off this. Like we just continue to build throughout the season. We're going to bounce back. We're the Chiefs. That's what we do. We got the MVP quarterback, got the best tight end in the league. We got the best offensive line in the league, in my opinion. So we just gonna keep building up there. What happened in the second half where it kind of slowed down a little bit offensively? I, mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I'm just out there running my routes, doing my thing. You know, so that's what I tell my guys: like control what we can control, what we can control. So that's what we do. Sorry, when did you know you were gonna play? Uh, I probably I been new for real though. You know, I mean, I talked to a lot of people. I mean. Rick, um, Coach Reed, so everybody was like involved in the situation. So they asked me how I felt, you know, and I told them, obviously, I'm gonna say I want to play because I've been, I missed mean, like four weeks, so I played. Did you feel limited at all? Not really. I played. I'm just happy. Like I said, I'm just limited. Act fool. I don't care. As long as I'm out there with, with my brother, I don't, I don't, it don't matter. Uh, Couple more guys. Not only did you play, you did a backflip. How long had you been waiting to do that? Uh, it's just something that I, 
that just popped in my head, you know, trying to add to my celebration. So that's Tyreek Hill in his return to the Chiefs lineup. Five catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns, but not enough in a 31-24 loss. And he also became the sixth Chiefs receiver to lead in yardage in six straight games. Right. Because he was, well, obviously he was hurt, but he comes back. But again, I mean, it just shows you, Pat, in the distribution of the footballs. Uh, does Pat have the help? I, I see a lot of stuff about Brett Beach. You know, the text line's been full of that, and, and Twitter's been full of that. Does he have enough help? Hardman is the only guy drafted by Brett Beach to help out Patrick Mahomes. We basically, Nick Allegretti was brought in for the offensive line. I mean, he's done nothing. Listen to this, Pete. The first year for Beach draft, Breland Speaks, Derek Nottie, Dorian O'Daniel, Armani Watts, Tremont Smith, Khalil McKenzie. Grab me the bucket. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it's bad. And the only real, I think, value you can point to right now, and you're not 100% sure of this. I feel okay about it. But, again, you're not 100% it is early. Is McCole Hardman and Juan Thornhill will be key pieces for you? Thornhill, again, today, I, I think, is starting to look like a legitimate starting safety in the National Football League. He got his first pick of his career. Agre- agreed, but, but he shouldn't have got that that's, pick. That's not enough. He should have knocked it down. Right. But, yes, it's yes, not enough. Of course. <laughs> he should have knocked it down. He did it, he did it a few games ago when, when I believe the Ravens were trying to, to score. or it wasn't. I might be missing the team, but Thornhill knocked it down. A little bit of a brain fart for him today, but uh, is able to record the first interception of the season. He plays next to the Honey Badger, who also spoke to the media right after the game. How some technical difficulties uh, with the honey badger there, but uh, again, this Takes was once. this was <laughs> obviously not good audio. This was a game that he talked up all week. He was playing the Texans. He knew that Bill O'Brien would be going up. Um, you know, trying to to throw at him, he said, and you could tell he was fired up trying to get this victory, just not able to do it. Yeah, and he has a little uh, beef with the uh, Kiki QT, Mahomes' old teammate at Texas Tech. They were uh, jawing at each other a little bit today, but uh, he talked about it last week, and he was so right. And I, I remember talking about it last week. He talked about the attitude. I mean, they, they've got to get a better attitude. Hard nosed pe- people can't tackle anymore in this league. They don't tackle in high school anymore because everybody's running the spread. You don't tackle in college because everybody's running the spread. Remember Derek Johnson telling me at one point, well, you only have 14 pet practices during the season with 16 games. The tackling skills get worse. This team cannot tackle. I think we do have Tyron Matthew now. Here's the honey badger. What, was, what were they doing to kind of have that much success? Yeah, I'm not sure. I got to really look at the tape. Um, yeah, I got to look at the tape. How much did missed tackles just impact your guys' ability to get off the field today? Well, you know. Yeah, I think the first series, obviously, whoever gets that first has to make a tackle. Um, you know, once you get to the second and third level, um, you know, it becomes a you know pretty hard tackle. So uh, we just got to do a good job of, you know, building the wall and then, um, you know, setting edges and, you know, playing off of each other. This whole week you guys mentioned the attitude and bringing the attitude. Do you still think you brought the attitude today despite uh, what, what statistically turned out to be a loss? Well, I thought we did some good things. Um uh, we played well, um, you know, in certain series season uh, stretches. Um, yeah, we didn't play well enough, though. Is it surprising all, given the focus that Andy gave on turn, turnovers and sort of penalties, that it sort of reared its head today in, in both categories, the fact that you guys couldn't necessarily get um, off the field because of penalties? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, coaches, you know, obviously harp on that, and, you know, we, we talk about that, and, 
Um, you know, I think it, it hurt us a couple times a day. Um, you know, I remember one time we had him down on the ten yard line. We get the get the PI call, and that 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 drive turns into a touchdown. So, yeah, a lot of that today. Yeah, on on the fourth down, I know you guys did a, did sort of a zero blitz. Just how tough is it to to get the shot when he's so mobile and is still able to make a play there to to sort of end the game? Yeah, um, you know, we go, we go zero blitzing. You know, they they, they line up and empty. You know, if the pressure don't get there, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna be wide open. That's just the NFL. So, uh, yeah, we gotta do a better job. Um, you know, front end to back end, and um, you know, gotta start gotta start realizing that we need each other up front, back end, everybody in in between. Um, you know, it's a it's a group effort. Until we buy into that, we'll, we'll keep playing like that. Was it frustrating how they were able to keep slowly churning out yards on the ground? I mean, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, each and every week, um, you know, they, they seem to do that. Um, we got to do a better job, especially on the back end. It's coming up, you know, making tackles and, um, you know, yeah, got to do a better job. Teachable moment for Juan Thornhill there with the interception in the end zone at the, at the end of the first half. Well, I thought that was a great play. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why that's why he's our starter. You know, that's why he's here. To uh, you know, really make make impact plays like that. I thought that play was huge. You know, before the half, obviously we didn't get what we wanted out of it, but that was, that was a big time play. Great, thanks guys. Tyron, Tyron Matthew after the game, um, Juan Thornhill obviously should have knocked it down, but he says it, is it was more interesting from Tyron Matthew though. Jay was the fact that you could kind of hear him saying, yeah. If the front end of this, the front seven, doesn't get better, what can the safeties and cornerbacks really do? I mean, this is the NFL in 2019, a passing league. You have to get pressure. You absolutely have to get pressure, and you got to put pressure on the quarterback. This is a team. Now, keep in mind, Deshaun Watson has been sacked 99 times in his really short career. He came in the league the same year Mahomes. Mahomes, three times less sacks um, than Deshaun Watson. Zero sacks. The second straight week, and they, they got hurt on the offensive line. You know, they, 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 they got a little banged up on the line, but they didn't give up a sack last week, the Texans did. Didn't give up a sack this week. They gave up six the week before that, and they had 18. He's been sacked 18 times, more than double, almost triple the amount. Of, what's Mahomes? Seven, I think, and, and they were 18. Mahomes did get sacked once today, but not putting pressure on the quarterback, let them do what they want. But the Swiss cheese mentality of letting a run game dominate you in that drive at the end. No third downs for the, the Texans on their final touchdown drive. Not one single third down. I mean, you just go through the stat line. 35 first downs to 20 of the Chiefs. Well, BK had a great stat earlier with the second most in the NFL this year. Third down efficiency, 5 for 12. You know, but the time of possession, 39-48 to 20-12. That's embarrassing. 100%. And then they've got to flip that around. But they started off so good, up 17-3. to Texans made adjustments. The Chiefs didn't. They really didn't. You know, you're up 17-3. They had to flip the switch. Chiefs looked outstanding in that first quarter. I'll give you a stat here. And, again, I know a lot of people were talking about time of possession this week, but this is ridiculous. In the first quarter, they held the ball for 8-53, the Chiefs I'm talking about. Second quarter, 5-25. Third quarter, 4-29. And in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs had the ball for just 1-25 in the fourth quarter. You can't win. You can say whatever you want about time of possession. You can't win the football game if you're holding it a minute uh, a quarter. You can call us 913-576-7610 or hit us on the Protein House E with the Purpose text line 69306. Let's go back to the phone lines. Double J, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking the call. You know, just a disappointing loss today. Uh, we didn't 
play, very good on defense. Uh, uh, the running back was he went off on us today. Both both of them, uh, Hyde and Drake, did, and uh, they they need to figure out something on the defense. And honestly, Andy Reid needs to make the players run sprints up and down for all the penalties they get. Make them a better team. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, 11 penalties for 79 yards. The Texans uh, outgained the Chiefs 472 to 3. And it wasn't Kenyon Drake. It is Duke Johnson, but if Kenyon Drake ran the ball, he would have been effective. We got a tweet, Pete, Any, anybody and you from Allen that tweeted at you and I saying that Carlos Hyde should have made this team. He would have been more valuable. No, LaShawn McCoy would have torn us up if he was with the Texans. Darwin Thompson would have had his first 100 yard game Any running if back he that played for in. the Texans. Yes, anybody that runs against the Chiefs will look. Fantastic. Agreed. It's a fantasy slam dunk. Let's keep it going, Jeremiah. How's it going, guys? Um, let's keep it going on the phone line with CJ. CJ. What's it so mad about, man? Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, Big, what's up? Okay. Striking out the phone line. It's a 30. Did CJ cost? CJ. I think he did, yeah. It sounded like CJ. 31 to 20. What's up, honey, love? People are upset today. They're uh, very mad. They're the, very mad. The, the Texans losing like three their... calls now, four calls? The yeah, Texans two calls away from not taking any more calls. Keep it clean. Let's keep it clean out there. I know Kindle you're team, but keep it clean. Last two weeks right? or calls. Keep it clean. Cussing. We're mixing it up. Chris, Chris, if you can maybe not say a cuss word, we'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just want to get your guys' idea on why the Chiefs uh, cannot seem to build a balanced team. Andy Reid inherited this team with a good top 10 defense, and we've slowly watched this uh, defense deteriorate yeah. over the last five or six years. And just the unbalanced. And it seems to be that way with all of Andy Reid's teams, even dating back to Philly. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think the one theme that concerns me in an Andy Reid team, and, and just as this has been since 2013 they've never really gotten too disciplined with penalties the run defense even years ago to now has always not been great and seems to be ignored uh and then again it's just some of the playoff success you had a couple shots with alex smith where they were good shots and it just seemed like the team wasn't ready in the playoffs those are some big complaints and things that have just been consistent since Andy Reid's been here. You know, it, it really has. And you're right, Bob Sutton was top 10 in scoring defense his first couple of years in Kansas City that gradually started to erode. But the Chiefs have never struck that balance. When Dick Vermeil was here, that 2003 team was so good, but they couldn't play defense. It was the career day of defense, I named it, because they'd give up a career day every time that they play. And I know there's this big, you know, there's a lot of discussions in the analytic world when it comes to football. Is it important to be a balanced football team? I've contended that it is important to be a balanced football team. People point to the Rams, the 99 Rams, but they were fourth in scoring defense, all right? Still a good defense. The Patriots, you know, people are worried about them crumbling. But you know what? That number one defense, I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. And having Tom Brady just to make the plays, I'll take that. But you got to find a way to at least be in the top half. That's all we're asking for with the Chiefs defense. Be top half. They don't have to be great. I mean, this defense last year was atrocious, and they were on the doorstep in an offsides from being in the Super Bowl, which I think they would have won had they gone and faced the Rams. And, and I'll still say that they were that close to a Super Bowl championship, to be quite honest with you, because I think they would have gotten the edge over the Rams in, in that final game. But they weren't balanced at all, and they haven't found that balance. They've tried to. You know, 
I love Steve Spagnuolo's hire, Matt House, one of the right. finest defensive coordinators in the country at Kentucky, held Missouri in a high-powered offense, Drew Locke, to one first down in the second half. He's just your linebacker coach. Right. Then Brendan Daly brings over the hardware and the rings, three of them, from the Patriots to be on your defensive line. Yeah, that once coached Aaron Donald. You know, I was expecting the players to elevate. And Frank Clark, I don't know if he's hurt or not, but he's drawn a lot of singles. He is not the same guy. And he did not. I told you today, I'm saying, watch Frank Clark. There was a play. He didn't even really rush. Right. I mean, it was just like no, standing it's huge, up. It's a significant problem. Yeah, you could have probably stood in front of him. I mean, I don't know about that. He, oh, I think uh, big but, but as far as the the NFL guys go, yeah, it is concerning about how Frank Clark looks. Let's keep it going. Yeah, Deshaun Watson got him. You know, so right. so Frank Clark, I know the caller just a few that didn't cuss a few uh, ago was talking about Frank Clark and the run defense. Well, he gave up a touchdown in the run defense to Deshaun Watson. Rookie defensive tackle Colin Saunders, one of the players stepping in with all these injuries, he spoke to the media right after the game. Not the outcome you want, obviously. But. Um, yeah, no, it was a quick, you know, quick pace. Uh, we, we knew coming into it that uh, they were going, if they were finding success, they was going to hurry up to the ball. And so I, kinda, I think that kind of speeded up the pace in general. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's obviously a different level. It's, uh, it's, it, I came from college. <laughs> it was a lot faster. And it was, it was a different pace. But um, you know, I think I adjusted pretty well. For sure, a lot of the storylines, obviously, the last couple weeks and moving forward, would probably be run game. How do you plan on, or how did you guys adjust moving forward? Um, I think we just go back to the tape, and uh, and I mean stick to our keys and stick to the basics. I mean we know the concepts we're getting, uh, so it's not like we're getting hit with with unheard of things or anything. It's just um, we got to stop it, you know. And that's what it ultimately comes down to: a group of guys just blowing up and, and saying, you know, enough is enough as, as far as in the run game. So. I think we'll be fine, though. Well, actually, I know we'll be fine. Right. Only, I mean, it's two losses in a row, but you guys are still four and two. How does the team kind of talk about the record right now and moving forward? I mean, um, you know, it's obviously my, it's my first go around, but uh, all the vets and all the guys that's been here, it's like it's a long season. And, um, you know, I believe them, obviously, and, you know, that we can easily get back on track, you know, and um, we will get back on track. So I don't think um, it's anything to worry about. Like you said, we're four and two. And, you know, we can be better. We can be 6-0, and like, you know, like everybody wants to be. But, unfortunately, we aren't. So, we're just going to keep fighting. And then, um, you know, like our coach always says, we want to be the best thing we can be at the end of the season. And uh, we're going to work through the kinks right now. But but we got an ultimate goal in mind. Well, and a couple of guys having to step up because of injuries today. Overall, is the guys, you being one of the guys who had to step in, how do you think you guys did? Uh, I think uh, we, we definitely filled, filled the gaps uh, pretty well. I mean, you know, obviously it wasn't the outcome they wanted and, uh, you know, rushing yards and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you look at the score in general, you know, it's a close game and it's always a close game in the NFL. So I think we just got to do a couple things differently in order to win it instead of being on the other side of it. And uh, we should be all right. Uh, that's Colin Saunders, the Chiefs losing 31-24 to to the Houston Texans. Pat Mahomes, 19 of 35 for 273 yards three touchdowns and one interception in the game. Pat Mahomes spoke to the media right after the game. Uh no, not necessarily. I mean for us our our how we feel and how how we have been as an offense is that we're going to try to score on every single drive half that we couldn't get going that we got the find ways to score whenever it's a, a close ball game in the end of the game. You thought your ankle was bugging you enough that it's preventing you from being able to do all you want to do. Would you be able to say, I can't go, or is it just too hard because you're so competitive? 
Yeah, if I felt like Michael was affecting the, the team and, and the success of, of the offense, I would for sure uh, uh, move on. But uh, at the same time, I feel like I'm still moving around. I'm still able to run, scramble, uh, throw. And uh, I mean, we just we just haven't executed a high enough uh, high enough success rate as offense. Did you aggravate it on that on that one play where you looked like you got hit in multiple ways? Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily aggravated it. A big dude just fell on it. And so I think even if it, if it was hurt before or wasn't hurt, it would have hurt anyways just from that guy falling on it. Is it sort of like quantify we, how close you are to, to being 100% or just where you feel like you need to be? I feel like I'm I'm good now, honestly. I mean, there's I'm still able to scramble. I'm still able to run and do all those different things. And so uh, obviously I'll still get treatment and stuff like that, but I feel like I can still do everything I need to do. Patrick, on that play with, with Kelsey, that ends up being an interception, well, the play was kind of designed where, where Kels was doing a, a double move, and I, I, I was kind of letting him work it, knowing it was man coverage. And I, I saw him, I guess, getting ready to do his move, and I went to throw it uh, to the spot to kind of give him a chance, and then I, he wasn't there. And so I, after you, you looked at it, you realized he kind of got tackled. So that's the reason he wasn't there. But with how the rolling – Works, I guess that they said that since the ball was uncatchable, that it wasn't pass interference or something. They actually said because it wasn't the receiver, but that actually was the receiver. Yeah, Kels was supposed to run a little double move up the sideline where he kind of went out and back up, and he tried to go out and he got tackled, and so that was that was the end of that. You, you, once the flag was down, you guys thought it was still going to be your ball. What was that like? Thirty seconds, like when you were trying to explain that to the referee. And yeah, well, I mean, we were just trying to get a. Kind of, we're trying to get an explanation from the referee on why they they picked up the flag and and what was the reasoning. And they they said that he the ball <clears throat> the ball was in my I had thrown the ball when he was getting held, which is a rule that, you, that that if it's uncatchable you can't call pass interference. But I mean the reasoning of him actually running the the double move was the reason he fell down and that was uncatchable. Uh, it, it it shook me, but um, you have to move on. You have to play. You have to find a way to play better after that after that flag and find ways to win the game. Yeah, I mean, I think they had gotten the call or something, so they, they there there was nothing they really could do. I mean, I know they're they're doing their best job trying to officiate the game the, the right way, and so I mean, once once it's over, it's over. You have to move on. Patrick, sort of similarly on the penalty situation, you probably wouldn't have thrown that ball, I guess, on the on the first touchdown. Uh, not the yeah, you get all sides. We were, we had put ourselves in a hole with third and twenty or whatever it was, so uh, we had all sides play, and and so instead of going for maybe trying to get in the field goal range, knowing that uh, I had those free the, the free play, I put it up there for Tyreek, and he made a great play. No, that dude can jump out of the gym, man. I mean, if you ever see him dunking, I mean, he, he can jump up there and he can make plays. And so it's, it's good to have him back. Played well today. I mean, we'll keep he'll keep getting more and more uh, back in the offense as we uh, keep getting him back. How much pressure does he relieve? Yeah, he definitely helps everyone. Uh, the the added attention that they have to give Tyreek it helps open up other other guys. And uh, I mean, we just have to find ways to have more success as an offense and be more efficient whenever we get our opportunities to find ways to win. Yeah, I mean, I think that just goes with the flow of the game. I mean, obviously, we want to be able to let our defense get a little bit more rest and not have those three and outs. 
But, uh, I mean, on the drives that we did have success on the field, we ran the ball, we threw the ball short, we threw it long, and, and we, we moved it with the, with the running game. And so just having more of those, not having those three and outs, not putting our defense right back on the field will definitely help out the whole team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you get the, you, you got to bounce back. I mean, we're going to Denver, which is not an easy place to play at um, against a division opponent, and so we know that you got to you got to have to right the ship. You have to make sure you get this thing going the right way again, and they're going to give us a great effort. And so we have to make sure that we uh, we find a way to come out with a win at the end. If you're looking for a bright side of this game and of this state of the Chiefs, it's that you get to play again in four days. Granted, you almost want the time so you can get a little bit healthy. But at the same time, if you can win in Denver, you feel a little bit better, and then you don't play for another 10 days. Yeah, the mini-bye week. The mini-bye week that you get after for the Chiefs to get a little bit healthier. But you heard Pat there. You know, you wasn't using the officiating as an excuse. The officiating was terrible today. I think there's no doubt about it. They they rarely reverse that P.I. call. What, 7 out of 31 coming in this week? One of the last 20 in the last three weeks. It's such reversed. a joke. That whole but he thing didn't is blame a joke. It. He yeah, didn't blame it. You know what? The, the Texans made a bunch of big mistakes, too. So let's not get crazy in the officiating. Let's look at that. You know what killed the Chiefs? The, t- the, the, the scoring drives for the Texans. 12 plays, 49 yards, field goal. 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. 12 plays, 80-yard, touchdown. One play, three yards at Deshaun Watson, the easy one that uh, – did they, when they got the ball on the fumble uh, by Patrick, then the uh, Deshaun Watson 12 play, 93 yards, which resulted in a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That just being dominant when you go on those kind of long drives, and especially that, that second to last TD when they didn't even have a third down on that drive. Completely um, dominated. I mean, they're getting dominated physically, and that's the problem. You think, can, can you switch this around? Well, it's got to be an attitude, right? Because it's not like there's, there's reserves or just... players that you can play that can make this difference. And I felt all along, and I've really felt this the last couple of weeks, they're putting a lot, too much pressure on Pat Mahomes to bail him out. They're looking well, no at the MVP. I mean, what to, other part of the team to is, bail do you feel out? good about? No, but like, even last week was a great example. Pat, go out and beat the Colts. The secondary's torn up. Go out and beat them. We're not going to run the ball, even though they have the second worst yards per Actually, they had the worst yards per carry against when the game was played on Sunday night. We're going to throw the ball instead of run the football to give you the play action. No, you have no Hill. You have no Watkins in the last game, and we're going to take the play action away from you too. I mean, it was, it was bad coaching. Yeah, and, and the problem, I think, for moms, there's zero defensive confidence. We have zero confidence in defense to ever even get the ball back to you right now, and that's part of the problem. The Chiefs lose their second game in a row, a 31-24 to loss to the Houston Texans. When we come back, you'll get to hear from the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. That's next. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Chiefs losing their second game in a row to the Houston Texans. They are now 4 and 2. They play on Thursday night, but right now it's reaction time to this terrible effort at Andy Reid talking to the media. Um, after the game, right after the right. game. Right. Uh, as far as the injuries go, uh, really, Kendall Fuller is the only one you heard his thumb. Um, you know, have that uh, x-rayed and looked at here. Um, I've got to do a better job of getting our team ready to go, and um, that's where it starts. Uh, we're, we're more disciplined than what we're showing with, with the penalties and, um, and drops and so on. We've got it in tackling. We've got to... You know, we've got a bunch of things we've got to work on here um, and get them turned around. I've seen us 
uh, do it better, and we will do it better. And as coaches, we got to make sure we're putting the guys in the right position, and that, again, uh, starts right here with me. Um, there, there are a bunch of things to, to look at, uh, but, again, penalties, time of possession, um, you know, those are, those are pretty big uh, at this time. Taking advantage of turnovers, we're going to make sure that we do a better job offensively taking advantage of turnovers and, and uh, scoring touchdowns. Um, and that's, uh, again, that's my responsibility. So, anyway, with that time, Drew. What, what, what type of uh, improvement were you looking for last week? You ran the ball 14 times, 36 yards this week, only 11 times. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's some of what you deal with if you're in an RPO game. Um, if you're doing that, um, you're going to have some that end up being throws. Um, but that's how we roll. And um, we'll go back and look at it and see see what we need to do better there. I mean, that's, you know, uh, that starts with me. Andy, did, did, did you get the explanation that makes sense to you on the play where they picked the flag up or after the interception? Well, they gave me an explanation, yeah, they did. Um, and so I... You take what they give you and you try to get going again. I mean, there's no use arguing about it um, more than what we did. So you got to move on. Was it just the same explanation that they announced? Yeah, I was going to ask them. Yeah. Hey, obviously, you wouldn't put Patrick out there. You know he's able to play, but I'm wondering if you're seeing any difference in his mechanics at all. <laughs> no, I listen, he's that. He's. A pretty good job the last couple of weeks. So I mean, he's made some nice throws, and um, you know, so I no, I haven't. And I'm not telling you it doesn't hurt, but he he's been doing a nice job. You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs' second loss of the season, mentioning RPOs for why the Chiefs didn't run the football. Run pass option is just that, and sometimes Patrick Mahomes is going to choose to throw the football. Well, they all do it. They all use the RPOs. They're a very prevalent uh, offensive system in the NFL. 11 carries to 41. But again, they were, they had 20 minutes for time of possession. And there was a couple they just decided to pass the ball instead of run. But 11 carries, Pete. This is starting to get out of hand. I mean, you got to run the football. You know, call me old school purist, whatever you want to call me. I still believe in running the football. Hey, how did the New England Patriots turn out last year? They ran for 161 yards per game in the postseason. Oh, they put a ring on their finger? They did. Here's an incredible stat. The Texans never had a third down on the 12th play, 93-yard scoring drive. Uh, yeah. That pushed them ahead. Yeah. Let's continue with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Coming back, obviously, two touchdown catches, 10 targets, 9 receptions. Did he look like the Tyreek Hill that you've seen in the last year? Yeah, it was good to get him back out there. That was probably a positive to, to have him back out there and come out healthy, most of them. So, yes. You limited his snaps a little bit. Obviously, you've got some plan. Uh, yeah, just getting them back in uh, the swing of the game, and we do. We have a quick turnaround, and so our guys know that they, we got to bounce back from this. We got to learn from our mistakes and uh, and get back and uh, get ready for a good Denver team. Andy, do you want want Doyle to drop that ball on that, on that play, or you want him to intercept it? Yeah, you know, I was on the bench when that went on, so I'm not sure I got the whole picture of it. So I'll have to go back and and look at that. Um, Yeah, well, the, the obvious is that there are too many holes, and we've got to make sure that we squeeze on those and fill. So, 
that's a, the basics of it. But yeah, that's that's not one person doing. That's not the problem. How do you feel like uh, the past defense did? Uh, we were better there than than uh, the the run defense. So they had almost 200 yards rushing the football. So we got to tighten that up. Yeah, we did some good things, but we, you know, we got to cut down on the, the penalties all the way around. I mean, it really comes down to that whoever is making wherever there are quite a few holding penalties here, and we've got to get rid of those. Um, so on both sides of the ball. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the Chiefs loss, and he's 100% right about the penalties, and it's worth bringing up because this Chiefs team, because of all these injuries, needs to be disciplined if they're going to win games that come down to these one scores, and again, they were not today. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. And the good news is it is a short turnaround, as you said earlier. play on Thursday. Andy Reid said it. You know, you play the division. They're 1-0 against the division this year. He's been good against the division in the past, he was two and four his first year, but then it's turned around from sixteen on to six and zero, oh, five and one, five and one. He has owned this division. He needs to show it uh, with the road win again. You're not playing in front of the friendly fans at Arrowhead Stadium. Got to turn it around in Denver. And this will be a game for the Denver Broncos that they will look at as the equivalent of their championship because this is probably not so giving the Chiefs a four and three record to think about, as you said, Jay, on the mini buys, what they're going to be intending to do. Let's finish up with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you want to do it really every every series you want to put it on, but. Um, uh, it was better uh, early, but we got to finish stronger. We got to finish games, and we got to do a better job all the way around. Last two times, each one of you guys tried to challenge the one was an offensive pass interference, you were on the defensive side. On yours, the definition is egregious, and you do a good job get it. Is that just going to be really hard for? Yeah, it's really hard. I, I, you know, that's it's a hard thing to get those overturned. I mean, I know that from the from it being statistical, you know, the statistical analysis of it throughout the season, it, it's the chance of getting it is small. Um, but I, I thought he was tackled, so I, I thought I'd throw it on there and see see what happened. Um, but it didn't work out. Last one, the coach with the being two in a row. What's your message? Your challenge to the back. Yeah. yeah, so we've got good good character in in, uh, in that locker room all the way around, um, and, and so uh, we've uh, you know we've got to stay positive and upbeat it with it and and uh, learn from the mistakes. I and mean, that's what we've got to do. I've seen us play better, so that's my responsibility. Make sure we get get to that position. And uh, but the character of this team is is solid. Um, We've just got to, we got to flip a few things. The margin of winning and losing in this league is minute, and you're just a play or two away from coming out of this thing with a win. And so uh, we've got to take care of business. That's what we have to do. And uh, every season is going to give you some hurdles that you have to uh, scale there. And this is this is one of those uh, challenges. So it, it tests you, uh, but we'll bear down.
That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Chiefs returning to action Thursday night, 7.20 p.m. against the Denver Broncos on Thursday night football. Broncos uh, lead the Titans 3 to nothing early on. This is why Vic Fangio was hired. I, don't, I think he's going to be uh, fired pretty early in Denver because of how he handles his quarterbacks. But this is why Denver went this way. With everybody else going offense, they go defense. And they'll face a team that's not great at running the football, but they average hundred and almost 113 yards a game on the ground, so that'll be challenging for the Chiefs. Right, and this is a situation where you could feel better about yourself pretty quickly. Right? And they've won seven. And- you blink and you're playing again. It's less seven. than 100 hours, or you're going to have 10 days to think about how you've squandered a four-in-row record. It's going to be one of the two. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Let's keep the reaction to Texans and Chiefs going uh, with Neil and Lojack. What's up, Neil? Hey, guys. Um, this game, it's a good thing the Halloween's coming up because this game and the last game, you can take it and put it in a bag and put it on somebody's porch and light it on fire. <laughs> Nothing but a big pile of dog doo-doo. And I'm getting sick of watching this, cr- this crud. Um, I would like to know, really like to know, who are we supposed to blame at this point for this roster? I, I'm pretty sure, shout out to show. Because I have a feeling show's going to come on tomorrow, and he is going to talk about Brett Beach, and he's going to talk about Andy Reid. And I have a feeling show is going to say that this is Andy Reid's fault, and Brett is more of a puppet for Andy. But we will never know the truth, and that really bothers me because I want to know who's to blame for this atrocious excuse for a defense that we were supposedly overhauling and getting better. That opens up a line for you, 913-576-7610. I don't know if we're quite in blame mode yet, but for this two-loss skid and, and you want to talk about the roster, that's on Brett Beach, and I think Andy Reid is is roped into that because I've heard show. I'm on the show quite a bit, as you know, and the idea that when Brett Veach gets a player, he gets credit for Pat or maybe Juan Thornhill or McCole Hardman or even Breland Speaks, you got to remember – this is Andy Reid's hand-picked GM. Andy Reid is signing off on everything. If you really want to blame someone, I see a lot of the Brett Veach mentions in Twitter. It's still Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid for the successes. It's Andy Reid for the failures. This is Reid. He's the king of the Chiefs. He's the czar. He has that much power. He has the final say. It really isn't Brett Veach's fault. If you want to blame anyone, if you if you have to blame somebody, it's Andy Reid. It is. I mean, everything, the buck stopped with him. And, when uh, Carl Peterson was here, he ran both the business side and the football side. They made a shift. You know, when Scott Piola got here, you just run the football side, and they've continued that with Mark Donovan doing the business side and having another GM running the front. Chris Ballard, could you say? Because the Chiefs, listen, the Chiefs built this team with Andy Reid with an all-star front office. When you had Dorsey, when you had Chris Ballard, when you had Brett Veach all together, attrition has taken away Ballard, who I think would have been the GM here had he not been hired that January. In Indianapolis, I felt he would have been the GM here. And having checks and balances is good. And now here's the thing. And I, I don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors, but Andy Reid does sign off on everything. He was the guy that picked up the phone call when Kentucky was playing hardball about them getting Matt House. It was Andy Reid that made the phone call to get it done. I do believe, and I've heard him, I've sat up there, that Brett Veach will give him a list of players to watch. And then he kind of selects them. Before they made the Breland Speaks pick, he went and watched all his plays. Right. Like, he finds guys and gives them to Andy Reid, and I do believe Reid is instrumental. But I do think a lot of times when it comes to defensive players, he lets Veach run wild and right. do what he wants. And they haven't exactly gone 
offensive heavy lately, and eventually they have to. Think about teams that draft a quarterback in the top 10 and specifically look at defense. Veach has had two drafts. Don't forget this. Veach has had two drafts yep. to draft defense. They, they spent a lot of time this year on defensive backs in the draft because Steve Spagnuolo is a defensive back guy. And with Dave Merritt and, and uh, Sam Madison and those guys doing the secondary, they spent a lot of time looking at the secondary. It's why a big reason why Thornhill's here. But they had to shift things when they make the Frank Clark trade and their philosophies, and then Hardman became you know, a question because you weren't yeah. sure if Ty was going to play or not for this team. But I do believe that Reed does, that Beach gives them a list of players when it comes to defense, and then he selects them. But in the hierarchy, who would you say is the number one important person with the Chiefs? Clearly, it's Clark Hunt. He's the owner. Right. He writes the checks. Sure. Number two is Pat Mahomes. Yes. Number three is Andy Reed. Four is Brett Beach. And never forget that Andy Reed was hired before John Dorsey. A, very, a real unusual paradigm shift where usually the GM hires his own coach. Reed was hired before any GM. The Texans beating your Chiefs 31 to 24. When we come back, it's time for AP Sounds of the Game. That's next. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino.